0: Nevada. Welcome to another edition of the Full Court Press. It's your host, R. Dot. I'm in the building. I'd like to thank you guys for listening and tuning in and chilling with me for another week. I know it's been a long grind since the last time we talked, but hey, look, it's Friday again. It's about to be the weekend. You guys can get turned. do whatever you do, chill, relax, go out, have a drink do whatever it's it's the weekend baby a lot of stuff happened since the last time we talked a lot of stuff nba all-star game dunk contest skills competition a lot of things happened you know the big unc duke rivalry game things went down in that game you know we got a lot of stuff to talk about a lot of stuff nba action back since the All Star break, man, the NBA is catered and pampered. Man, they get weeks and weeks off. Guys taking days off. It must be nice to be in the NBA, man. We're gonna talk about athletes and uh, how you know maybe maybe they need to just take a look in the mirror and be like, "Yo, thank you, I'm blessed." We're gonna talk a little bit about that and a bunch of other stuff. We got a couple special guests today, of course. We got. Hater Harry, you know, I can't do a show without hater Harry intake because the Lakers is such uh uh just they just a they just a headline headliner every time, so whenever the Lakers play, something uh is always has to be said. so we're gonna have Hater Harry on, and then we're gonna have another special guest and a good friend of mine, his name is Quentin smith he's uh actually a music artist but he also is an nba nba fan huge nba fan and college basketball just basketball period and he's a celtics fan so we're gonna get some uh insight in a from a celtics point of view a celtics fan point of view which we haven't had on this show yet so we're gonna talk a little bit about that stuff and man i know you guys heard the little drum and bass joint that I was playing in the beginning. A lot of y'all don't know this, but R-Dot, man, you know, I've been around. I used to live with this DJ, man, and it just so happened he, you know, DJs, they know how to spin all types of stuff, right? You know, a DJ is a DJ. You know, if he's a good DJ, then he knows how to play to the crowd, basically is how it rolls, right? But my my homeboy that I used to live with, uh Jazz, He was, in particular, interested in drum and bass. So from probably anything drum and bass that was produced from, I would say, 95 to about 2000, man, I probably didn't heard the track before, man. So the the music run deeps with R-Dot, you know what I mean? Because I used to MC back when I was younger. I used to run with a lot of music run with a lot of music dudes and was around a lot of music when I was younger in high school. So, you know, around a bunch of producers, DJs, a bunch of talented folks, man, actually. Uh, The main thing is we didn't have YouTube and uh, SoundCloud and MixCloud and Google Play and all these other media outlets, iTunes, iTunes to get our songs and our uh, content out like they do today, man. I was just thinking about it. If we had all this stuff back then, it would have been crazy because, man, the things that you had to do to get your stuff played and to get heard back then, man, you had to really grind it out. I mean, you these, these record companies used to get m- – thousands and thousands of demos man yours had to stick out you had to literally either know someone or set up some sort of big scheme to get yourself looked at and get yourself heard man like throw a throw a fake party with all your friends and invite the music producers and when they come just have all your friends cheer it and say oh man this is the hottest track this is the hottest group out and then you know the producer has to sign you. know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We used to, you know, things like that. Those used to be little schemes, man. So shout out to my man Jazz for introducing me to uh, drum and bass and things like that. Anyways, NBA All Star. We're gonna talk about that, but first I want to talk about Kyler Murray, man. Looks like R. Dot was wrong, man. I thought Kyler Murray was gonna take the. Uh, short shot roll and go to the uh major league baseball go to the major leagues he opted not to do it he said i'm rolling the dice he was like man i don't care about nothing r doc got to say i'm rolling the dice i'm nice at football i'm nice at quarterbacking and i'm gonna do the damn thing well this is what i gotta say to Colin mary go ahead and do the damn thing player you go ahead and do your damn thing, you know, because for me, you a wild card player. Either you're going to be a jackpot or you're going to be a huge bust. I don't think it's going to be an in-between. My instincts and my the eye test tell me you definitely can make some plays. You was electric in college. Almost Michael Vick-ish when Mike Vick played at Virginia Tech. That's what I'm talking about. Now, are you studying? You know, there was a huge difference between 5'7", five, 5'8", five, and 5'9 half, five ten, five eleven. 5'10", 5'11". How tall is this kid? It doesn't matter because he's saying I'm defying all the odds and I'm going to make it as a short quarterback. And, look, no disrespect, but he's not Russell Wilson-ish. If you look at tapes of Russell Wilson, when Russell Wilson was in college at North Carolina or was it, sorry, at South Carolina, at um, Wisconsin, if you look at those tapes, man, two very, very different quarterbacks, very, very different. You know, this guy at Oklahoma, he's putting up phenomenal yards, so it's hard to ignore. All I got to say is this, man. It's your decision, and I understand that. But if it was me, r Dye, if I had that talent, my ass would have been playing baseball. But anyways, good luck to Kyler Murray. Hopefully he makes it, you know what I'm saying, and all of that. Another thing that was on my mind is this, you know, trades, Golden State. The Warriors were back in action last night. You know, they played the Sacramento Kings. Kind of got like a big brother type of complex over the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings are like the little brothers of the Golden State Warriors. It kind of feels like that. I know Sacramento players wouldn't appreciate me saying that. It just kind of feels like, you know, no matter how close they get, Golden State always does something to get themselves over the hump. You know what I mean? Against the Kings. And last night was no different, man. But here's the thing about Golden State. And I'm looking kind of into the future. They have some really big things personnel-wise and really big, uh, you know, things that they have to decide, some decisions, man. They have some huge decisions that they have to make coming up here within the next two years, man. And – If you're the owners of Golden State, you're spending all this money. You're talking about getting a new stadium. You know, you got all these new millennial fans. You got Steph Curry. You got Clay. You got Dre KD. You know at the end of the day, this this thing is going to end, right? So you have to do some things that's going to secure yourself for the future, man. And, you know, sometimes you have to give a lot. Just to get yourself to stay in contention, man. I remember, like, when the Spurs knew that Duncan, Parker, Parker, he got injured. That's what really hampered him. Parker and Ginobili. When the Spurs understood that those guys were getting old, der, and slowing down, they were really, really, really focusing on Kawhi, right? So here's the thing, man. What if, and I'm just putting this out there, you know, I'm just trying to r- maybe ruffle some feathers. What if, you know, you go to KD next year after these guys win the championship and you go to KD, you're the Warriors, and you say, hey, Kevin, where, are you? what are you doing, man? Are you staying or are you bouncing? Are you staying here or are you bouncing? What are you doing, Kevin? And Kevin says, hey, man, you know what? I love it here. I want three chips here. I'm going to be a Hall of Famer because of you guys. Thank you, Steph, for winning me those chips. But uh, I'm going to take my talent and I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to, let's say, they he says, I'm going to go to New York. Let's say he says that. That's what the NBA media wants. You know, they want him to go to New York. You know, they want all their big stars in these big markets so they can be fanboys and talk about only their big stars, right? So, you're saying Golden State, I'm I'm bounced. So, so the ownership of Golden State is like, okay, we won our chips. No 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 hard feelings, man. Thank you for your you know working with us, and we helped each other out. You secure your legacy. We win. We won a lot of. We make a lot of money in the and you know and everything works out fine. So then the Warriors they contact the Knicks and they say, hey man, let's do a trade. We'll trade you Kevin Durant, right? We'll trade you Kevin Durant. What would you give us? And, uh, you know, the New York Knicks are like, damn, Kevin Durant right here. Bow. We'll give you some young assets and some some guys that some cash consideration and maybe some guys. We'll just try to make it work so that we can get Kevin Durant. Most main thing is you're going to get some young assets and some draft picks with that because KD's not staying anyway. I know it sounds foolish to trade him, but you got to keep this dynasty rolling. So you need these draft picks that New York, because New York's going to suck. They're the New York bozos. They're going to suck. So you need these draft picks, these high draft picks, not these guys that we have to uh, really, really look at and evaluate. We want these high draft picks. So we get them from New York. KD's gone we got KD now we don't have to go through this whole drama of is KD leaving and hampering the team morale bringing it down people don't know if they're getting traded we bypass all that KD's gone so now you know Boogie's probably gonna be bouncing because Boogie wants that high contract if Boogie gets that high contract there's no way he stays you know five million dollars is a steal that's the thrifty deal of the year Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala is actually paying DeMarcus Cousins' salary this year. No, I'm joking. I'm just joking. But anyways, bottom line is this. He's gone. So you look at Draymond and you say, look, Dray, you here with Steph, Clay, and, you know, you guys were the original guys that have been here, right? Now, this is our big move. We're going to make a long, long, hard, hard shot pitch at Kawhi Leonard. We're going to go after Kawhi hard. Now, either you're going to make this money work or you're going to roll and we're going to let Kawhi take your f- – because if I'm Golden State, I'm like, why am I just sitting back and letting all these other teams get good around me And I know that I'm possibly going to be losing three of my guys here within the next two years. So why don't I just make some moves instead? Like, this is why I'm telling you guys the NBA is FOS. That's full of shiznit, the NBA media that you guys hear. Because they acting like these other teams aren't doing anything. Like Golden State is just sitting back saying, all right, we just going to let the Clippers go after Kawhi and we're going to lose KD and potentially DeMarcus Cousins and maybe even Draymond. We're just going to let all this stuff happen. Give me a break, guys. Get real. You think the Warriors is just sitting back? You think the Warriors aren't thinking, hey, man, maybe we can hit a shot at uh, Anthony Davis? If y'all don't remember, I said last season the Warriors is going to get Anthony Davis. Everyone said I was crazy. It could still happen. Don't think that these guys, the Warriors' ownership, is just going to sit back and let this this team dissipate. It's not going to happen, man. I'm telling you, the Warriors, they will land one of these high free agents if the money is going to work the right way. And it's going to depend on a lot of things, you know. If I'm the Warriors, I'm really going to evaluate DeMarcus Cousins and say, hey, man, look. Is this our guy? Do we want to shoot him a lot of money? Does he want to stay? Does he want to play? I saw the game last night. They increasing Demarcus's cousin's uh, minutes. He's getting a little – he was getting a little winded towards the end of the game. You know what I mean? So, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. I just wanted to say that, though. Because a lot of people aren't even thinking about that. What if the Warrior says, screw it, we're going to lose KD. We're probably going to lose Boogie. We're clinging on the Dre. We just got to smooth it over if we lose KD. But let's go after Kawhi. Kawhi is the type of superstar we want anyway. He's more like Steph and Clay. You know, these guys that don't seem to need the spotlight on them in order to shine. Those are the kind of guys you want. That's the kind of guy KD says he wants to be, but his actions, and when you kind of hang around the guy down in L.A., it really tells us something different, man. It tells us something different. The other day, man, NBA is talking about letting 18-year-olds back in the game. I know you guys saw that. That's huge for these new guys that's coming up. You know, the other day on Wednesday, I believe, the huge rivalry between Duke and North Carolina went down. And uh, Zion Williamson, he ended up getting hurt. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I'm going to play this little clip. And it's from Charles Barkley. And he's speaking on the Zion Williamson. And he was on uh, TNT inside the nba and this is a little clip that charles barkley was speaking upon when zion williamson if you guys don't know zion williamson had a mid i guess the diagnosis there has a mid level knee sprain when he tried to attempt to move on the reverse dude his his shoe just exploded his foot just went straight through his shoe like it was a bomb in his shoe Boom! Just exploded. And then he hurt his knee. I knew he sprang his knee. I knew that off top. What I didn't know was if it was a meniscus tear or not. That's the thing. And even if it's a slight tear, man, that's the most annoying injury in the world. Because first of all, you never know when your knee is going to water up and fill up with liquid and fluid. And then you'll have to drain it. You never know when that's going to happen. Even if it's a slight tear, the tear could be very minimal. And without your meniscus, people, meniscus are the two little discs that they that kind of they work as like uh, shock absorbers between your uh, your your tibia and your femur. You got these little condyles on your knees, and they kind of just go in between those so they won't rub against each other and you won't get bone on bone. And if you tear them, or if, you, if they tear or rip, or you don't grow those back, you know? And if you get artificial ones, it never feels the same. But anyways, I'm gonna play this little clip, real quick, about Charles Barkley, and then we are gonna get my boy, Hater Harry, on the phone, and we're gonna discuss this, all right? Hang on one second.
1: I hate the people and I don't like using the word. I hate the people who are trying to talk about Nike. Yes, I'm on Nike's payroll. We don't have no problem with our shoes. We have had the best shoes ever. This was a fluke thing, or our shoes would do that all the time. You know, the rumor now is he had been playing the same pair of basketball shoes all year. You don't do that. I used to switch up every week. I know Shaq, we talked about it. I know Michael Jordan. They played the new shoes every game. Uh, I, let, I, I would play a week, and that was it but I trust Nike shoes. That being said, when did we ever get to the point where all people care about is money? Shaq played college for two years. Three. Three. Kenny played for four. I played for three. Michael Jordan played for three. Tim Duncan played for four. David Robinson played for four. Some of the greatest players ever. Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson played. When do we get to the point where you got clowns on television saying, oh, don't play. That's what you do, Ernie. That's what we do. We play basketball. I mean, I, I, I don't ever want to see anybody get hurt. This kid looked like he's going to be a fantastic player, but I get so mad when people like act like money's the only thing that matters in the world. Like, oh, dude, you're going to go in the NBA? Don't play. I mean, that's ridiculous. Ernie, I remember well, when I was getting ready to come out. You remember my? You all remember my father. I wanted to-
0: All right, that was Charles Barkley speaking on Zion Williamson uh, being injured in the Duke game. And we got my man Hader Harry on the line. Hader Harry, welcome to the Full Court Press radio show here with R. Die live from Las Vegas. How you doing out there, boss?
2: Man, I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me.
0: No problem, man. Listen, man, now, I know you heard uh, Charles Barkley remarks on Zion Williamson. T- talk to me a little bit about what you think he, uh, what you think about he, what he had to say.
2: I feel like Charles Barkley has been rich too long. See, people that are rich feel like, okay, I got the money. It's not important anymore. But people that don't have money, we trying to get it. Dude can't do nothing for him. He needs to, in my opinion, if he hurt for real, sit out. But if he still can play, it's up to him. But, honestly, he already the number one pick. Just chill out. I
0: agree, man. The times – see, here's the thing. Just like, you know, back then, the mentality from a 80s basketball players from a player that was drafted in the 60s has changed, right? So just like the 80s basketball player that's been drafted – till now you know the focus is different man like now cats is like yo this is about my brand and my family not about your uh, not about the team it's not about the team it's not about none of that it's about your brand and my family for
2: real I mean basically you know people only going to college because they have to like right? I feel like just let them go straight out of high school so the people that want to be there be there. Most of them, people don't want to be in college. They just go in because they have to.
0: Well, the NBA has this rule on on that the, the players have to vote for because, see, this is what we all are guilty of. We all are guilty of hammering the NCAA on about uh, not allowing – college kids to skip college and go into the NBA but in actuality that's an NBA rule you know what I mean if NBA players if NBA if NBA players vote for college kids to come in at 18 then they could come in at 18 but that's an NBA rule college is not saying that the players can't skip college and go to the NBA it's the NBA that was saying it. and we all need to remember that you know what I mean what well, we Also are all concerned about is college players at the level of Zion not getting paid. That's what we normally talk about when we speak of these college players.
2: But see, Zion is like a once in a – he come around like every four or five years. Like he's going to come around all the time. And honestly, like, come on, man. Like next year to be hype on somebody else. Like it's somebody with hops every year. Yeah, that's true.
0: I, Me personally, knowing what I know now, and um, I know this is completely up to Zion Williamson and his camp, and that's what I would tell him. Basically, hey, man, this is truly your decision and what's good for you and your fam. So y'all decide. But if it was me and I was on that uh, reverse, if I was on that side of the shoe, you know, I, I would sit out. Because at the end of the day, you have nothing else to really – Prove if you are going to be the number one pick.
2: So what do you do? Like question. So let's say you do sit out. What do you do? Do you continue to stay at Duke and cheer on the bench? Or do you say, hey, I'm sitting out. I'm going to drop out of school and start training and get ready for the draft.
0: Yeah, man, you just got to roll, man. Because at the end of the day, it's a business. You're making a business decision for yourself. You know, and it ain't no love in business. You know, if if he got in trouble you know, or anything like that, he would be at the uh, mercy of the Duke administration. And if Duke say, hey, we don't want you to come back, they would be, like, making a business decision. So I believe if it was me, I'm not telling the kid to sit out because I know it's hard to sit out when you know you're a hooper and, you know, that's all you do, really. But I, So I'm not going to tell them to sit out. But if it was me, I'll joy both of them fools in a minute.
2: <laughs> That's what I'll be doing i I sit out It's like come on bro You're about to be rich In less than six months
0: Absolutely Absolutely man You are about to be rich Speaking of Yeah
2: you already said
0: Speaking of the Duke game Right 88-72 Did you, ha- did you see that game On Wednesday night North Carolina spanked them uh, Duke was never in the game But did you see the game
2: I watched the highlights Okay
0: to me, in this situation, I know they lost one of their top guys, but to me, Duke should be fine. They have two top, maybe top three picks in their backcourt. And in college, we all know if you got a pretty prolific backcourt, you should do well in the tournament. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, uh, Duke, I am feel sorry for Duke. Hell no. There's teams that don't have – talent like that in their backcourt. These guys are top-ranked guys, man. These ain't no But it, it,
2: balance, it, it balances out, though. I mean, a, a, a junior or a senior who's a solid player who's not going to the league, he can outsmart a five-star freshman who just come in there to stunt and go to the lottery.
0: They have two. They should still be... They should still go deep in the tournament.
2: But Without. most colleges don't. Like, it's only like, what, eight colleges that's getting these McDonald's All-American. The rest of the country, they got four-year players. So it kind of balances out. That's why Duke doesn't win it every year. Like, out of all these years, Coach College, what Coach K got like five titles. He only had that stretch with the Christian Leighton where he got two, but mostly like Villanova, they're the ones winning lately. Gonzaga's always in it.
0: But you've seen Villanova's team. All their players is in the NBA. Like, they're not bums. They have talent. It's not like... Yeah, they, but they, they just, like... It's they're not, not like like there they to bums. win
2: that. They're not there for that, though. they just there to not get hurt and showcase what they can do.
0: So you don't think Versus these guys... a bunch of
2: dudes who go... Versus a team who want to try to win a championship who going off to be dentists. <laughs>
0: You don't think these guys, R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish, want to go deep in the tournament? Though this is their last year, I'm I'm pretty sure they want to at least go to the Final Four. Like what?
2: No, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, no, the rest of them yes, but them two and Zion, nah. Really? They're just saying and doing the right thing. They're just saying and doing the right thing. Brotherhood for the blue, blah blah blah. Yeah, they just that's for the Man, camera.
0: I think at the end of the day. It would bother. It's gonna bother you because you always say, "Man, I only had that one time, that one chance." So you know, it's gonna bother you. I think it's gonna bother them if they if they really competitive.
2: Man, they don't know. care. What did Oka, Okafor won a, a national title? Nobody cares. He was a one and done.
0: Yeah, you don't think he care about that? Like that's smooth. Nobody, nobody even talks
2: about that. Anthony Davis won a national title. Man, they barely talked tell- about that one. Man,
0: when when tournament time come around,
2: they they
0: brag about that stuff amongst each other. You don't think they do that? I know they
2: do. Not that. in the league. Not in the league. Yeah, the
0: hell they do in the league.
2: My team, we. They won. only do that when March Madness come around, yeah. just to when show school time. spirit. That's marketing. That's probably them marketing.
0: It could be. It could be. I thought those guys. When the tournament came around, that's when the bragging rights
2: started coming around, coming out. They only go to school for the first semester, and then after the the season over, with they drop out and start training?
0: Hell yeah, they do. That's all they do.
2: I mean, why yeah, not? Yeah, they, they love They, they don't love their school. They've been there a semester. I represent my school.
0: <laughs> only been there for a semester. We're You're listening to the FCP Sports Radio Show. I'm R. Dot. we here talking with Hayden Hair. We're talking about Zion Williamson's injury. How about those Nike shoes? Does it take? Does Nike take a hit?
2: Oh, uh, man, that's crazy how they turned that into that. They're going to have to overpay now. Nike is going to have to overpay her.
0: Or he might not even choose Nike, huh? He,
2: it's only Nike and Adidas that I can see him doing. But Nike is going to have to overpay him. They're going to do him like LeBron.
0: Here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why kids like Zion Williamson don't take the route of signing with a shoe company before they even get to school so they can just chill and then go to the NBA after that when it's time.
2: But just go to school for a year, don't play, and then just play?
0: I wouldn't even go to school. I would just play somewhere else because Nike gave me my endorsement already. Like that one kid that signed with Clutch Sports, he he's going to be in the draft coming up. He ain't playing nowhere, and he doing fine.
2: But nobody want to be the first to do it. Like even the Brandon Jennings route and Emmanuel Moutier, that's still kind of skeptical.
0: <laughs> Man, listen. <laughs> I'm just pulling something fresh off the press here. I don't know if you know about this, but this is this Uh-oh. is crazy. Robert Kraft, uh, the owner of the New England wow. Patriots, uh, apparently is going to be uh, arrested for. I guess he was involved in some type of massage parlor sting down in Florida. And that's reported by ESPN. Wow, you know, man, it's crazy. Like. <laughs> man, the the, the massage parlor is just pretty uh third world. It's pretty low down, low budget, right? And Robert Kraft makes a lot of money, man. It's pretty funny that he went the cheap route and this is this is happening, you know what I mean? It's 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 very embarrassing probably to a guy like him,
2: if anything. I mean, I mean it doesn't shock me though.
0: It does not shock me i mean he's an old white man with money and most of the massage parlors probably those little asian uh women and they do probably uh the little jerky jerk look my um we was probably like 16 junior year in high school i think maybe 17 something like that and there was this place uh that was actually right up the street from my house Never knew about it. It was a a massage place. Guess who told me about it? Hmm. One of the assistant football coaches on uh, JV. (laughs) When I was in high school. He the one that told me about it. He told me how to do it and everything. And we were like 15 years old, 14. So we went up there, and I had... I got I got this homeboy. His name Two Fifty. He look. He was. He's bigger, but he you knew, you could tell he younger. But he was bigger, so he could pass for eighteen. Even if even if we was like sixteen, so he went in there one day, right? And he said he went in there, got in there, and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna go in there with you. Just tell me how much it is and everything. We young as hell. We ain't got no money. We thinking it's like thirty dollars." She was like, two hun. We was like, ah, shit, we got a rub out of there. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't had no money. We was in high school.
2: <laughs> she did even
0: ask us our age, though. That's a funny thing. That's funny. So I got Robert Kraft in the news for uh, trying to get a back rub and then probably a happy ending at the end of the day. Um, we got Lakers in the news cause they had a big win last night. We got James Harden, Chris Paul crying over fouls. Ironically, James Harden crying over fouls. Uh, we got, will the Lakers make the playoffs? Uh, you can bet this. This is a prop bet. Will Lakers make playoffs? Yes. Minus minus one thirty. That means a hundred dollars, $130 wins you a hundred dollars. So you got to lay the extra 30 to win 100. And then no, plus 110. Lakers win the playoffs. I say yes.
2: Uh, it's going to be close, but I don't think the NBA can afford to have LeBron out the playoffs. So they're going to give it to him.
0: I agree. I agree. What you think of that game last night between Houston Rockets and uh, uh, the Lakers?
2: They just got to show consistency, that's all. They just got to show that because right now it's just everybody's in disarray. He had to speak out and say, Luke is safe for the season so LeBron get over it. So it's a power struggle. People are trying to like put their flag down. So I think this season is a wash. We just got to regroup in the summer.
0: So when you see a win like that, does that – what does that do for the team morale, though, going into – uh,
2: It doesn't do anything. Everybody yeah. thought the Boston win was going to do something. Then we got blew out by Atlanta. It it, it don't matter. We, it, we just got to really just put our foot on the gas these last couple of games or we're going to miss the playoffs. That's all we got to focus on.
0: Man, I think there's a reason. I think all these calculated games that the Lakers are doing right now is all a reason and a method, uh, meaning for their method, man. Because what I look at, right, I look at this guy mm-hmm. coming against Clippers. So now you guys are going to own, you guys are going to own uh, uh, Tiebreaker versus, versus the Clippers. You guys are definitely going to own the season series versus the Kings and you know whoever else is in front of houston you guys might own the season this is the thing if if it comes down to you guys and whoever and you guys are in the tie y'all gonna make it you know that 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 game against the clippers when lebron first came back with his grunt that was a huge game for both teams huge because it was a playoff game basically huge Watch. You'll see at the end of the year, it's gonna come down to the Clippers and the Lakers, and they're gonna go back and talk about that game that LeBron came back in. Anyways, man, let me get you out of here. What you got going on for uh, the weekend?
2: Um, uh, chilling mostly. About to go hit up this uh, little hip hop American Idol. Cardi B, Ti, Chance the Rapper. They the judge to this hip these rappers, so I'm about to hit that up.
0: Ah, oh, Cardi B, she looks hella fun, man. Hopefully you have fun. Hopefully you get to meet her and everything. She looks hella funny. Hella
2: fun. Yeah,
0: she got it. All right, man. Thanks for chopping it up with us. We'll chop it up with so, you next have week, Have a good man. one.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: No doubt, y'all. That's Hater Harry down in L.A. Y'all shout him out on his uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram handle, all right? All right, man. I'll holler at you later. Peace. Yeah, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Look, man, I want to give y'all the stat of the week real quick since we was talking about college basketball. You know, the bottom line is those guys need to get paid, man. That's the bottom line. They need to get paid. But anyways, our stat of the week is brought to you by Hoop City, the ultimate indoor facility that caters to all ages and skill levels. Contact Jermaine Scott at hoopcity.com for more information and availability. Our stat of the week, we talking about college basketball, we gonna talk about college basketball powerhouse programs. And right now we talking about Kentucky, cause they got eight chips, eight national titles. 2,263 wins in that program, that's the most. All right, what do you think the next program is? A lot of people might say UCLA, and, you know, you should say UCLA because UCLA got 11 championship wins in basketball, but it's not. It's the University of North Carolina. They have six chips, but we're talking about wins, wins. They got 2,232 wins as a program. Then you'd go with Duke, 2,144 wins. UCLA, 1,870, and then you got Kansas. Look, UCLA with 11 chips, you're not going to beat that. You're not going to ever beat that. Let us know your number one powerhouse basketball program in college by shouting us out on our Twitter at Media. Or our Instagram at Snglv Media, or on our uh, other Twitter handle, the FCP Podcast underscore LV. Anyways, we'll be back in about thirty minutes or thirty seconds, thirty minutes. You guys would bounce if I left for thirty minutes and just play instrumentals all day. But anyways, we'll be back in about thirty seconds, and I'm gonna get our Boston guy Quentin Smith on. All right, so bear with me. Thank you for listening to the FCP Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, R. Doc. sports radio show man whoo we talked a lot in that first half because man we had a lot of stuff to talk about man i didn't even get a chance to talk about the nba all-star game i didn't at all did i because you know it wasn't really a lot to talk about man it was kind of disappointing it just feels like a glorified rec game um when you watch when you watch nba players or whatever scrimmage against one another or when they practice against one another man that's kind of how the games look just just like how it looked on sunday man 178 164 team lebron cruise to victory you know team lebron was down to team Giannis the whole game except for the fourth quarter well second half i should say especially that third quarter where they had the 50 to uh, 36-point swing in the third quarter. Man, that was huge. That was huge. But I felt like the coach for Team Giannis kept out the snipers. And what I mean by snipers is the three-point shooters. He kept them out the game a little longer. But that's okay. That's okay. We ain't going to even front. But, man, do you guys like the new format? Because I'm going to be honest with you, man. This is the first time I watched – An NBA All-Star game with this new format. And uh, I'm kind of on the fence about this new format. I'm kind of on the fence, man. I'm not sure if I like it yet. I I think that they should honestly go back to um, conference wins or conferences, East and West, because if they're not going to have conferences in the All-Star game, to me, they might as well lean – on not having conferences in the playoffs honestly that's what I think I mean if you already kind of experimented then you might as well just go all the way you know what I mean I don't know I don't know to me that's what it seems like that they should do I, I the dunk contest was uh it was a disaster man Whoever let the kid in that jumped over the model airplane, man, don't let him back in. He almost single-handedly ruined the whole thing. Don't don't ever let him back in. Please don't let him back in. Boston last night, you know, they they did, they played the Juggernaut of the East. The Juggernaut of the NBA right now. They played the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they got beat 98-97. Kyrie had a chance to hit the game-winning shot. He missed it, of course. But, you know, he took the shot. Kyrie's learning what it feels like to be a leader this year. And I think uh, Kyrie might want LeBron to answer these hard questions that he's getting now, you know. Greek freak, 30 points, easy. Easy for him. Milwaukee sitting at 44 and 14, 24 and 5 at home. Teams teams just can't beat this team at at the crib. You know, Boston 14 and 14 away. That's down from last year. You know, it's 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 looking it's looking tough right now for Boston. Real tough, but you know, it's Brad Stevens and he's on his way and he's this great coach. He's the next Popovich, so I'm not going to count them out. That's what you guys were telling me all last year and earlier this season. So I'm not going to count the Celtics out because they had this great coach and these great players on their team, and they're going to put it together. But last night, you know, I saw a game that was winnable, and those are the type of games that if you're going to be the fourth seed in the East or maybe even the fifth seed in the East – you know those are the type of games you got to win in order to advance in the playoffs. Just being 100, you know. So we'll 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 see what's going on with the Celtics. We'll see what they do. You know, February is going to be a big month, or I should say, March is going to be a big month for them. They got the Bulls tomorrow, so that's a winnable game they lost they won pistons won 76ers lost clippers lost lakers before losing last night to bucks so no no nothing to panic ba- panic about yet just know that they're behind toronto they're in there behind philadelphia just know that and uh you know it's going to be tough man the east the east has gotten a lot better over the years the east is very very competitive those of you still disrespecting the east you guys need a reality check because the eastern conference the top teams have stepped up their game majorly now we're not going to talk about the bottom feeders you know the bottom guys are the detroits the orlando by the way detroit like i said earlier in the year will make the playoffs this year they're in the eights eighth seed just want to point that out there since you guys are always talking about how wrong i was on kawhi leonard anyways detroit those guys detroit charlotte even brooklyn you know brooklyn's at five playing 500 basketball right now in the sixth seat six by boston's in the fifth seed philly's in the fourth a lot of people expect philly to move up indiana they expect to move down because they lost Depot, Toronto, Milwaukee will battle it out for the number one seed. And out west, you got Golden State. And then, like I said, you have Denver, OKC, Portland. Those guys all could fluctuate because they're only in one or two games that separate these guys. And at the end of the day, you have the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Spurs. All gonna battle for those seventh that seventh and eighth spot. And you you know, the Lakers own a couple of those series uh uh wins. Has has you know, they own that. So, with that said, I think the Lakers should make the playoffs, honestly. If it's dependent on Clippers and Kings, I gotta throw Lakers in there. NBA can't afford, like what Hater Harry said, NBA can't afford to have these guys not make the playoffs. You out your mind it's like college basketball right now taking a blow for uh taking a blow zion williamson all the college basketball media fanboys who only write about duke what the hell you gonna write about now now you actually have to do your job and write about college basketball not just fanboy stuff that's the same thing that happened to the nba that's how come james harden got hot that's why this topic is even hot. It's because LeBron got hurt, and the NBA fanboys, LeBron's writers all shifted their focus to something much easier, which is James Harden's 30 points every game. You know, who cares? They lost. Write about something else, do, do some work. It's easy just to look at a stat and say, oh, James Harden scored 30 points again. It was phenomenal. How about write about Karis Levert and his uh, condition and is he getting better? You know, what's going on with the Bobcats? What's going on with Detroit? What's going on with the Spurs? What's going on with the Jack? Like, do something else, man. That's why I'm glad, you know, we're seeing the shift now in college basketball. We're going to see what they talk about now because Zion's not going to play. He's not playing. You know, it's a shame, too, man. It's a shame. Speaking of, um, you know, Zion and Duke, you know, I got killed for this the other day uh, because my assessment on uh, Cam Reddish and your boy uh, R.J. Barrett, you know, I was like, man, these guys, Cam Reddish, you know, to me. He's missing some athleticism, right? I, I love his shot, and the reason why I love his shot so much is because R.J. Barrett and the other guys on the team don't have any kind of outside shot. So it makes Cam Reddish's shot look so much more important, you know, because no one else can shoot the rock. So I like Cam Reddish's uh, shot, but his athleticism, if you pay attention to his game, hes he's not passing anyone up. You know, when he's taking dribbles, he's not getting past them. It's going to be hard for him in the NBA unless he works on that angles, you know. Just pay attention. And like I said, to me, when you have two top-talented guards in your backcourt, you should get pretty deep in the tournament. You know, Sweet 16, Elite 8 at least. You know, I mean, I've seen teams with lesser talent or in similar situations where they just had two guards, really, you know, and it took them to the at least Sweet 16. So I understand that game for them was bad, but I think they should get over the hump. A good friend of mine named IO, he creamed me the other day because my Justice Winslow assessment was has been wrong. You know, I said Justice Winslow would be a good player in the NBA. I thought he would be a good player. But what happened was this justice winslow and jaleel okafor we'll say both of those guys they came in to the nba when steph curry was dropping all those three balls and the position that they play switched up completely they their position switched up 100 man If you look at Justice Winslow, he's on the mode of the old-school small forward. The old-school small forward. The Shane Battiers, the Lamar Odom, where it was important for your small forward to be able to handle the rock and pass and defend one through three. But not necessarily important for them to shoot threes. It was a bonus if they could shoot threes, but not necessarily important for them to shoot threes. Just hit the open mid-range shot. That's what Justice Winslow got. He's an old-school small forward that came in where now his position has changed he's like more of a power forward now you know those six eight six seven six nine guys are playing power forward now where they were back in the day were playing small forward so it's unfortunately unfortunate that those guys came in at this time of transition for the nba but man I was wrong on that, but I don't care, man. I don't care. Those guys would have been good players if the league wouldn't have switched up on us. You know what I mean? So whatever. We got word on the streaks moment. I want to I wanna pump that out real quick. Our word on the streaks moment is brought to you by Louis DeMarco, the number one documented handicapper on Twitter. Follow Louis DeMarco for betting advice, tips, and free picks winning you money is what he does don't get burned by the books follow at louis demarco on twitter man this guy hit his last play and i looked at it yet on wednesday his last 25 unit play because he gives out these 25 unit plays for us his last 25 unit play hit man he bet north carolina he had a huge night he bet north carolina So shout out to at DeMarco and y'all follow him on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us on social media as well at SNGLV Media on Instagram and on Twitter and also on Twitter at at FCP uh, Podcast underscore LV and also follow us on Facebook. Anyways, our word of the streaks moment goes to NBA attendance because NBA attendance leaders Because we have been talking about all this year, I'm just playing. Nobody's mentioning it, but NBA ratings is down. And the only reason why it's a big deal is because NBA guys last year was killing the NFL for their ratings being down. So, NBA ratings or NBA attendance is on our streaks, word on the streaks moment. The leaders in NBA attendance, game by game, okay, Goes like this. The Sixers lead the NBA in attendance. I know that's incredible, but yes, the Philadelphia 76ers lead the NBA in attendance. Followed by the Mavs, the Toronto Raptors, the Chicago Bulls, and the Miami Heat. Wow. Those are the top five leaders in attendance. The bottom five Memphis Grizzlies, Atlanta. Minnesota, Phoenix, and Brooklyn. Those guys are not accepting losing at all. Fans of Grizzlies, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Phoenix, Brooklyn, they not accepting losing. No losing situations for them. Obviously, Chicago and Dallas fans just have fun at the games. They 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 don't care about winning or losing. They don't even probably not even paying attention to the game. People probably don't even know Zach Levine. Otto Porter Jr., and uh, it's one other guy, the, 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 what's the, Maricami, Mar- I forgot his name, but he is an overseas guy that they drafted. Those guys all been averaging about 25-plus points over the last uh, 30 days. Maybe they, maybe the Bulls found their nucleus that they can build on, you know. interesting weekend coming up before we get out of here interesting weekend you got duke playing against syracuse on the road at syracuse this will be a revenge game but this will be a game without zion williamson and it's gonna be really interesting to see how duke responds to the drubbing of unc but on the flip side very sad note the coach for Syracuse, Jim Beheim, he hit a pedestrian on the freeway in a bad weather accident the other day, so a lot of emotions going to be on that sideline. Now, no charges have been pressed against Coach Beheim of Syracuse, so, you know, thank God, but it's still an unfortunate situation knowing that you hit someone and uh, killed them. So, We'll see. This game should have a lot of emotional impact on this game, man. Hopefully they dedicate some things to that family and uh, everything and do the right thing at Syracuse. All right, man. Houston, before we get out of here, just some tidbits right here. James Harden, Chris Paul fouled out of last night's Laker game. They're talking about how Scott Foster hates them and got a personal vendetta against them and all this stuff. Save it. We don't want to hear James Harden. You get the most fouls and the benefit of the doubt all the time. Just because LeBron out-superstarred you last night, I don't want to hear it. Because everybody knows Scott Foster hate the Warriors. Everybody know that. And this dates back for a long time. Man, don't even get me started on NBA referees. Because we already know what they do. We already know. So... Don't get me started, James Harden. Please. Antonio Brown's in the news. Him and Le'Veon Bell. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers, wash their hands of them, man. I've been calling this for a long time now. I've been trying to tell cats. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, they're not traditional Steeler players. Not saying they don't work hard. I'm just saying they in the media too much. We usually don't hear that from Steeler players, and these guys are in the media too much. My question to Antonio Brown is this. Bro, you got paid. You ain't like Le'Veon. Le'Veon ain't get paid. That's why he's sitting out. You got paid. They give you recognition. Uh, They treat you like a superstar. They hype you up. They put you out there as the team superstar. You got your money is the main thing. Like, what? Please let us know, man, because we don't know. Like, from the outside in, it just seems a little funny. Like, man, what do you want? Like, what do you want, bro? You get paid millions of dollars to play a recreation sport that we played for fun in gym class. You get paid millions, not like one or two millions, multi millions, bro. Like, what do you want? Because on the outside, looking in, it seemed like, man, you've been a little ungrateful for the millions that you've earned, that you are given. While wow, it's cats out here that have like way, way, way way serious jobs that ain't that's on the grind that ain't even getting paid like that so i like i'm not trying to say you wrong for what you doing brother i'm just trying to figure out why you so upset it can't be just because they awarded juju schuster the team mvp it got to be something else man and we need to know because the media is just going to speculate for you so Just tell us, man, because we don't know All right? That's all I got to say I just, I don't know, man Because the San Francisco 49ers, you know I'm a 49er fan They thinking about, I heard rumblings that they might pick this guy up And I'm just like, man, what is his deal? So, man, if you want to hit us up You know, we here every Friday, 1 p.m. West Coast time We've been dealing with the snow here in Vegas You know, it's been snowing here But, you know, it's clearing up you know, people been frosting the snowman out here, but it's clearing up. Hopefully, we can get past it. But like I said, we here every Friday, so thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host R Dot. Just the full court press. Make sure you shoot up. Uh, you type in hashtag SNGLV. We got a bunch of new content on the website. Uh, we got uh our guy at Louis DeMarco making you money on sports betting. A lot of good things happening in the snglv right now so you guys tune in next week we're gonna have more special guests more of my friends come through and we're gonna be talking more sports so thank you guys for chilling out and uh see you next week